Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Mauser, a mindset and personal growth coach and creator of Choose Your Journey. We all endure hardship in some form in our life. It's those very things we go through, we grow through. My guest today is Jennifer Raker, who shares about her life journey in becoming pregnant at the young age of 15 and how it literally saved her life. Jennifer also shares on how her journey of creating a business that was inspired for both her and her daughter, Rain, in creating a clothing boutique, J&R Fashions, located in Dyersville, Iowa, that went through incredible growth along with surviving the pandemic. Through everything Jennifer experienced, she reflects back to how it made her so strong with the mentality of, you got this. This is truly an inspiring woman, and I'm so honored to have sat down and talked with her. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out my website, www.chooseyourjourney.co to hear other episodes of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey. I am so excited to be sitting with a friend, Jennifer Raker. Jennifer, thank you for being here with me today to share more about your life story. For those um, who don't know Jennifer, she is the owner of J&R Fashions, a clothing boutique in Dyersville, along with um, Haberdash, Correct. a men's clothing store too. So, so great to have stores and opportunity to shop in such a, in a small community, but it's really, it's been a, a booming business for you. Yes. And I'm excited to hear kind of the story behind it. Um, so I'll turn it over to you if you just want to share a little bit about who you are and your family and your background. Okay. Um, I am, as Andrea said, Jennifer Raker. Um, I was born and raised in Farley, Iowa, and just have been part of the community, obviously, since I was just a baby. I am currently married to my husband, Andy, and we have together five children. We have four boys and one girl. And we live outside of New Vienna on a farm where we crop farm. And Andy also runs his own trucking company as well. Yeah. Busy family. Yes, we are Sports very busy. enthusiasts and recreational big campers. Like, yes. I have no break in your schedule. Not really. But we love, <laughs> we love camping. We are huge wrestling family. A huge wrestling family. Um, and just sports is something that we love. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the name J&R Fashions actually has family ties. It's, yes. it's you and your daughter, Rain. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The J is for Jennifer and the R is for Rain, which a lot of people don't know that. They think it's like my initials, Je- you know, Jennifer oh, yeah. Raker, um, but actually it stands for Jennifer and Rain. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to hear more about how that idea transpired and kind of going into things so growing up you were a part of the local community Mm -hmm. were you pretty active yourself in sports and interested in kind of clothing at a young age or yeah I always um, I was always involved in sports so middle school I was in every sport that there was I was you know um, volleyball basketball track soccer uh, softball so it was, I was all year round, always in sports, going basically up into um, high school as well. So we, 
yeah, love sports. I've always grown up with sports. Mm -hmm. I've always loved clothing. Mm -hmm. um, my When I was younger, I remember my mom always taking me to the buckle. And the big thing then was Z Cavarici jeans. <laughs> yes. And I went to um, a Catholic school. So being able to get Z Cavarici jeans and wear them on an out-of-dress code day or something was awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I always loved clothing. Um, but I am... I will say more of a casual person. I uh, you will find me almost always in leggings and a sweatshirt because I'm active and I'm just comfortable in that. So yeah, say oh man, you get it's almost kind of like the model T. It's like you can have any color as long as it's black. Like all the black yoga pants I have in my drawer, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but they're so comfortable. So I agree. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So what was life like for you growing up? So um, I my mom and dad were um, married at a young age. And my dad was in the military. My dad was actually a Marine and he had an honorable discharge. I am not 100% sure how many years he served. I believe it was um, four or six. And then he had an honorable discharge. Um, and so growing up, my dad was, you know, the strict guy. You know, he was the very intimidating Marine. You don't mess with him when he says something. You listen. And I am forever grateful for that. Um, being able to have that type of structure in the home, that was great. Um, but then fast forward to like the middle school years. Um, middle school was hard, as everybody knows. As a girl, middle school, I truly believe middle school years were harder than high school years. And I feel like I hear that from a lot of, even my own daughter now talking to her, she said, mom, you know, middle school years are, were brutal. Girls were mean. And um, I can attest to that. I mean, you just went through that, you know, the name calling and, and everybody, and I feel like everybody went through that. And mm -hmm. But I, I still feel like I went to a great school. I went to Seton, and um, we had a good group of friends. But um, my mom and dad went through some things um, in middle school, and I started to realize that my home life was a lot different than other people's home lives. And that was okay, but I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. My mom struggled with depression, and so... I feel like people don't talk about it. And back then, when I was a kid, nobody talked about depression. You know, like, you just struggled with it and you didn't tell anybody about it. And, like, you know, my mom was in and out of um, what they called Two West at the time. And, you know, you didn't talk about it. You didn't tell anybody about it. And I think that was, like, the biggest struggle was... At that time, you couldn't talk about it. And now that's why mental health is so important and that people do talk about it because things do affect other people. So um, once my mom and dad got divorced, I, um, my dad struggled. You know, he got full custody of me and my sister, which shows you how great of a man he is. And... I had to go at the age of 14, and as soon as I could get a job, I got two jobs so I could help my dad. Um, you know, just if I needed something, I paid for it because my dad couldn't. My dad held down three jobs and just, just to make sure that me and my sister had um, what we needed. 
So, um, we got, you know, got through that. Well, it so it was um, eighth grade and then going into my freshman year when things changed for me. Um, I started hanging out with much older people, particularly guys that were much older than me. And, you know, I had some really good girlfriends and stuff, but I started rebelling mm. and I started doing things I shouldn't have been doing. So I got myself into some, some things that weren't great. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it because everybody makes mistakes. So that went on from the summer of eighth grade up until, basically up until um, I got pregnant. So, um, you know, I just kept going through the motions and getting deeper and deeper into things that were not good for me. And my dad, to this day, tells me that he thought he was going to bury me. Sophomore year, um, things got way worse. And I know my dad saw it and there was not much he could really do. He was raising my sister, trying to keep me on the right path. I was going on the wrong path. So sophomore year, I'm not a guy and you know, we dated and he was the guy that all the girls were like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. And you know, like, and it was just like a great, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this guy has interest in me and I started kind of getting my looking at myself a little bit better that I I would I had some sort of worth because at that point I had no I felt like I had no worth self-worth and so we dated um, for almost a year and um, dating him got me even more into deeper into things and got me deeper into going down the wrong the wrong path in life so fast forward to the summer of my junior year of high school. Mind you, I'm very young for my grade. So I was only 15. Mm. Um, in July of 2000, I was not feeling well. I was waking up in the morning and I was sick. I was nauseous. And I was like, oh, what the heck? What is going on? And one of my friends was like, you, I think you're pregnant. And I was like, oh no, we're very careful. Like, I'm, no, no way. So a couple weeks go by and I'm sick every morning. And then she's like, you, you just, you need to take a test. So I took one and it came back positive. So I'm 15, going to be going into my junior year of high school and I'm pregnant. I didn't believe it. So I took probably five to six more tests and they all were the same wow. because I was hoping that it was wrong and it wasn't. I will, I remember this night so just like it was yesterday. My boyfriend and, and I went to the Dubuque County Fair, both of us knowing I was pregnant, but still went to a concert, had a good time and came home. He dropped me off. He did not come inside. And I remember walking into the house and my dad sitting there waiting for me. Now, usually my dad was working. He worked at the bowling alley late almost every night, bartending. 
um, or doing whatever job that he had to do. But this night, particularly, he was home waiting up for me. He goes to bed early. It was just very strange, and I knew something was wrong. Well, somehow, um, he had found out through somebody else that I was pregnant. Now, mind you, my dad and I always, the one thing we did together was we always did dishes together. That was like our together time. He'd wash, I would dry, or vice versa. And I remember a week prior to this happening, he had said, do you need to go on birth control? And kind of had like the sex talk with me. And at that point, my, my wheels in my mind were turning because I had already known I was pregnant. So I blatantly lied and said, no, no, dad, you know, I'm fine. So fast forward to this night when he had asked me if it was true. And, you know, I just broke down and said, yep, it's, you know, yes, it's true. And um, <laughs> my dad went directly to the refrigerator and grabbed a couple beers and slammed the beers. And then he sat down and he said, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, wow. And first mind thing to mind, my mind that came was, is he, is he insinuating that I want to terminate this pregnancy? Or is he saying that he will support me no matter what my decision is? And that's exactly what he was doing. And I, I immediately said, well, I'm going to keep it. And he said, okay, well, then let's do what we need to do. And he supported my every decision. To be at that age and to have, uh, obviously, life changing for you. And your life had changed with your parents' divorce. like, And your dad being that rock, that foundation that you needed. It's incredible. And the boyfriend, did he... So, um, he, he was actually, um, excited. I'm, I mean, um, about it. And so it was like, okay, you know, I have, I have the support of my family. He was willing to step up. And, um, so that made it a lot easier I will say that my biggest fear was that when I have this baby, am I going to connect with it right away? Mm -hmm. And so at the age of 15, I was like, well, what if, what if I don't feel like, like I want to be a mother when I have her? Yeah. And then, and, and the thought crossed my mind, well, you know, there is always adoption if you do have her and you feel that you can't do it. There are so many families out there that struggle and would be happy to love your child. Mm -hmm. So it got to be when I was about eight months pregnant. So I, I went back to high school. What was I, that like? Um, high school was it wasn't it wasn't bad. You know, you got you got judged and 
um, the thing about it was, was I went in the men- with the mentality that by, by being, by going through this, it's made me so strong. And so going through high school, it was like, you know what? If people were judging me for something that they were also doing and I just was the one that got caught doing it, then they can judge me all they want because I'm making the decision to keep my child and to not terminate the pregnancy because of something. I I knew what the consequences were for my actions and I was going to own up to it. I know everybody's in a different situation, but I just... I don't believe in terminating pregnancies unless, you know, it's kind of like a life or death situation. And that's anybody's decision, but that is my decision and what I've always believed. So high school was, that year was not too bad. I did lose a lot of friends over, you know, because you couldn't really go out and you couldn't really do things, but it turned my life around in the snap of a finger, you know, I, um, I was no longer down the wrong path. I had chosen immediately when I found out that everything that I was doing needed to come to an immediate stop. And I did. And I do feel like, um, the reason I was so sick was because I was going through some sort of withdrawals. And, um, but after those, I I think it was probably about eight weeks I went through that sickness and and everything um and I felt good Good. yeah so you know there's a saying I think it's life happens to me and then you can think of it like life happens for me Mm -hmm. so really from what I'm hearing you say you know the pregnancy resulted in you not necessarily fulfilling that your dad's thought of I'm gonna have to bury you Mm -hmm. because it turned you down a different path a better path yeah my dad to this day keeps saying um rain saved my life Mm. and I believe it I believe that she truly saved my life Mm. so I go to school get like eight get through eight months of pregnancy and my boyfriend leaves, leaves me. That's tough. I was, I was now 16, pregnant, almost ready to have a baby and gonna try and figure out how I was gonna do it by myself now, mm-hmm. knowing I wasn't gonna be by myself. My dad was there for everything. So the day I went into labor, it was snowing. It was April 16th, 2001. And it was snowing. And my dad, you know, I'll go back a little bit. My dad, my dad was my Lamas coach. And my, my dad was everything. So back to the day that Rain was born. It, like I said, it was snowing. And um, my dad was in the room with me. And um, he was my coach, 
And my dad has the mentality is like, you know, he was a Marine. You're tough. <laughs> you know, you, you've got this. You're yeah. tough. You don't need medicine. You don't need painkillers. You, you don't need anything. And he was right by my side. And to this day, I will never forget the tobacco on his breath when he was doing the breathing exercises with me. So I was 16 years old and had a fully natural birth with no epidural, no pain medication, no anything. And she was born and she was seven pounds, four ounces, and she was the most beautiful thing ever. Um, I did not know I was having a girl um, so that was a surprise and you know everybody always jokes it was snowing and you called her rain <laughs> and I was like yeah um, and actually her name was not going to be rain I was set on her name was going to be Charlie um, so it was going to be Charlie whether it was a boy or a girl and um, actually I still had kept in contact with her dad and um, he came up with the name rain he he had suggested rain and then you know when she came out. I was like, yes, like, I love that name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome story. So yeah, she, she was such a blessing in my life. Still is. I had to finish high school. I took off school while, after I had her and the school, the teachers were fabulous. My counselor, um, Mr. Bryant was the best. He helped me through it so much. And then my dad, you know, going to school, my dad would get up and bathe rain for me, take her to daycare. I would go to school and then I would go to sports. I was still able to participate in soccer. And my dad, um, you know, would bring her to the soccer games. And then after that, I would go to work because I had to pay for diapers and formula. And I knew my dad couldn't afford it. Um, So then, you know, most nights it was my dad and Rain and my sister. So, you know, the first year of her life, my dad pretty much raised her for me. So I could um, finish school and provide. Moving on to that, I, you know, after my junior year, I finished out that year with not great grades but I finished Western Dubuque offered this program called Kaleidoscope and my counselor had said my school counselor said I think this is a great opportunity for you you only if you're working you only have to go to school I think it was six or 12 hours a week it was held over in an NICC and so I did that so then I could work and provide and then actually be the mother I wanted to be. And, um, you know, I was nursing her as well as a high school. So I was nursing and then I started supplementing in formula because as an athlete and a young mother, my supply was not there for her. Mm-hmm. But I tried to do the best I could. Yeah. And that was hard <laughs> being a 16-year-old trying to nurse was very difficult but I did the best I could so I went through the kaleidoscope program graduated from high school was able to work 
and then decided that, you know, I wanted to go to college. So I jumped right into the accounting program at NICC, continued to work full time. I got on the right path and I was sober and life was great. Right from the get-go when you could because just wanting to provide for, you know, knowing your dad was taking on raising you and your sister, you were working, you know, to support what you needed when you were a young age and working hard to support Rain as a young mom. And then, you know, the family dynamics of having additional children and then going into wanting this boutique for yourself. Like, you are just always at the grind. Like, yeah. go, go, go. It yeah. seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a job prior to... Um, starting this new adventure I was at a job I loved I loved the people I worked with um my coworkers were outstanding it was a great company they were family oriented so they were totally understanding you know when you needed to leave for family you needed to leave and they didn't they they were so understanding and um what I did there I loved and the last couple of years of that career, I, the, the biz, they had two different branches and the branch that I was, um, the product line manager for, they sold off that branch of the company, but still wanted to retain me as an employee because I did not want to, it was either relocate to Ohio to do this job with, under the new owners or stay with the company and move into something different. So I chose to stay with the company because I loved it. And it was just, um, what I was doing was something that I didn't have passion for. You know, it, I couldn't, I just couldn't get the passion. And so I have always loved clothes. Rain has always loved clothes. That's what we would always do. We'd go shopping together and... Um, we saw that all of these clothes, clothing stores were closing. And I thought, you know, why don't we just try something part-time? Like on the side, it'd be great extra income. You know, I can pay off debt faster. And that was my goal. It was like, okay, this is going to be, help me become, um, you know, on the road to financial freedom. And so I started it, you know, December of 2016, just on a whim. I was sitting there and my um, dad's a girlfriend had said, just do it. Just do it. What do you have to lose? So I created a Facebook group and I found some vendors and I started off with pre-orders and it was like, Wow the response was insane. I started out with $800 in my pocket, um, starting this. So, you know, starting off a business with $800 isn't much, but, um, so I did that part time on my lunch breaks. I would package orders at night. I would go to people's houses and I would do in-home parties. I would meet in Dubuque twice a week in the hobby lobby, in the hobby lobby, parking lot and people would pick up their orders that were from Dubuque. I would do home deliveries. I would take clothes to people's homes and they could try them on before they purchased. And I just did, I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. 
And it got to the point where I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning to work on that business and then get ready. I would go to work from eight to three. I would come, I would pick up, you know, the kids. I would come home and I would work until 11 o'clock or midnight on it because I just loved it so much. Just couldn't turn it off. I couldn't turn it off. I loved it. And it affected my family. I um, took the time away from my kids, my husband. I was at baseball games. I was I, I never I never miss a sporting event. I will tell you that. Um, I was at baseball games, but I wasn't there. You know, I was on the I was on my phone doing my business because I it was like a high to me. It was. Um, I was so passionate for it. You know, I was only eight months into the business and I chose to leave my job, my full-time job. And it was the best decision I've ever made. I um, actually was able, you know, I stayed, I just ran everything from my home and I was able to spend so much time with my kids and um, gain back some of that time I missed with them over those eight months. Um, build better relationships and um, it was outstanding. I It eventually consumed our basement. The clothing consumed our basement and I was approached by um, Kayla at Bliss. It was a salon to, you know, have some clothing because people were asking so I had that there and then she became overwhelmed with people coming in wanting to shop. And she had this little back room open and she's like, hey, would you consider, you know, redoing it and just having a little store back there? And I said, oh my goodness, you know, like, yes, I want this stuff out of my basement. However, I don't want to be committed to certain hours. You know, I loved the freedom of being able to work when I wanted and I could pick up and go do things with the kids whenever I wanted and so that freedom was something I didn't want to give up but I knew the only way to separate home life from work life was to move my work life elsewhere because I would still continue to work a lot and, you know, if you're passionate about something and it's your own business, you're willing to put in whatever hours it is to make it work and to make sure all of those naysayers out there that say, said, you know, you can never do this to prove them. I am one that if somebody's going to say I can't do it, I will do everything in my power to prove them wrong and do it bigger and better than they ever thought I could ever do. And I feel like I feel like that's kind of been my motto from the time I had rain. You know, people had always said, you know, young it's tough as a teen mom. Um but you know, there's always people out there, you know, oh, she's so young, she'll never be a good mother and things like that and it was like I'm going to prove you wrong. So, um, 
I opened up our first little storefront in November of 2017. We grew out of that within three months um, and um, ended up sticking it out for about six and moved to a bigger store location here in Dyersville, um, which ultimately tripled our business. Um, the the space was perfect. So, um, you know, it was just me and Rain working. We started working at Bliss together and then we moved to this bigger location and it was her and I, and then we had brought on a couple other part-time people to help. Um, she helped, I mean, Rain knew the ins and outs of the business. She was doing my QuickBooks. She was tagging, she was steaming, she was doing, she was, you know, she, she could have taken it over at any time. It's not something she wanted to do though. And was this, this was all like self-taught. This was all self-taught. We, both of you, really. Both of us, yeah. I went in, you know, with tons of research, um, figuring it out, basically figuring it out. And, um, you know, we did. And it's still, you know, every day still a struggle. You find something different. But, um, so we brought on some part-time people because I had known that, this was something that, although it was a great thing in high school for Rain, for a great gig, you know, um, it wasn't what she wanted to do for her, you know, for her mm -hmm. career. And I was okay with that. I'm so okay with that. Um, so fast forward a little bit. Um, we were at that location for two years. We got Rain graduated from high school. She, you know, she goes to the University of Iowa. And she is in um, the pharmaceutical program Amazing. to be a pharmacist. Wow. We had our white coat ceremony. And let me tell you, that was so emotional. So we kind of bouncing all over. Okay. So, um, you know, we're at this other location, business location for two years. We get her graduated from high school. And um, I knew we wanted to, I knew I wanted to, buy my own place um, to build my business even more. You know, 4th of July, I think it was when we dove right in, in 2019. And it was a way bigger project than we had ever expected. But um, we made it happen. And mind you, when we opened our new business was um, two weeks prior to the shutdown of the 2020 pandemic, which was another sh hurdle that we had to get over. So we're open. It was the biggest high I've ever had, um, you know, other than having my children. Mm. It was this community support and just being like, I built this. I built this from the ground up. Literally. All, all on my own. Um, you know, with starting with $800 and I'm building this and proving to anybody out there, to myself, to my family, and more importantly, most importantly to my kids that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. If you put the work in and you put your mind to it, you can do anything. 
So I was just on this two-week high of we did it. We made it through. Um, and then 2020 happened. You know, COVID happened. And, um, you know, the announcement was was that we had to be shut down. We had to shut down for five and a half weeks. I believe it was five and a half weeks. I don't know. The, those weeks were such a blur. The hardest part of that was I had to lay off my employees. And I didn't want to do that because I felt like I was letting them down. But in order for our business to survive, I felt like that was the only way we could we could do. And I had to be able to go back to being a one-woman show that I was when I started in 2016. Then we ran into, you know, um, supply issues. You couldn't get supplies. But I was getting whatever I could, getting things that were made in the USA, so I knew that we could get it. I was doing porch deliveries for all of my customers. I, whatever I could do, I was doing, and it thrived. And I was like, the support was outstanding. Like people, it felt like people could resonate and um, just believed in me and wanted to make sure that this business stayed here in the community for many years. And we closed out the year 2020 uh, 62% up from the year before. Wow. Oh my gosh. It was an incredible year. I really feel like, again, going back to life happens for me it was like i hate to say it but the shutdown and 2020 happened for me for a reason you know like mm -hmm. to kind of go back to my roots of being where i started and how i got to where i was and not to forget how i got to where i was so um and you know we <laughs> Not many people started businesses in 2020, but I decided to start another business in November of 2020 and open another storefront of a men's clothing store called Haberdash. And we have just crossed over about 14 months in being business there. We moved that business up here next to our women's store and connected them, which has been the best move we've ever done. And um, businesses flourishing it's awesome. it's been outstanding oh yeah I'm just feeling so like inspired by hearing you you know especially across all ways of like being a mom being a wife being a business owner you know entrepreneur like all these different avenues and it's like you you have your challenges in each lane it's not mm -hmm. like one lane is all beautiful and rosy it's like there's hurdles coming and I loved how you said the maker to break it and it just really reflects that in your life. You had make it or break it points throughout your life and how it showed up. And it seems like it just made you stronger, more resilient. Yes, 100%. So what would you say to somebody who is going through, you know, their own struggle, challenge, or hardship in life? Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Um, I would say search out the people in your life and find that one or two people 
that truly support you, that truly will not judge you for anything. And the other thing I will say is, is if you want to do something, go for it. What do you have to lose? You can always, if it doesn't work, you can always go get another job. There's always jobs out there. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, if you're hardworking, people know that and you'll get hired anywhere. But if you're hardworking and you're passionate, you'll never fail. Yeah. And it seemed like that, that voice within you has really evolved. Yes. Especially with, it sounded like the purchase of these, the buildings. Yeah. Where within yourself, you were feeling it, that this was the direction you needed to go. Yes. I finally, I finally believed in myself. And I think that's a huge step in life when you start to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, you know, since being a young mother, it was like, it was hard to believe in yourself because you were always judged. Mm -hmm. And um, getting to that point in your life is refreshing and it's, and there's a lot of life to live yet. There's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Awesome. Do you have a song or a quote that lifts you up or motivates you? Um, I wouldn't say a song, but I will tell you, it it's probably sounds really odd. Um, the one genre of music that lifts me up and motivates me and it's gonna sound weird is um old school hip-hop old school rap it um the one I, I, I really truly feel like the one reason why that why I always go back to that is because when I was going through my stage in life where I was going down the wrong path, that was the music I always listened to and I was always around. So when I hear it now, it makes me look back and see how far I've come. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't make me think back and be ashamed of that path. It it makes me look and see how far I've come. Yeah. The reflection. Yeah. Wow. And then the quote, I would say, so this, it, it's been very difficult for me, um, being a working mother or a wife and stuff to, um, over the, over the years to let little stuff go. You know, I know sometimes that we, we get stuck on little stuff, you know, like I was always my kids, if they'd leave something, I'd make a big deal about leaving their dishes on the counter or something. So I would say probably about four years ago, I finally was like, you know what? That stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so I started like, okay, our house is going to be messy. I'm, I'm not, why am I stressing about it? Why am I yelling about it? Just because one day I'm going to come home and I'm not going to have that and I'm going to miss it. So, um, I started that about four years ago and let me tell you, it has changed my relationship with my kids 
so much that I, I can't even tell you. But the one thing this year I have um, started really focusing on is called uh, Love More, Worry Less. Mm. So I am, you know, um, saying I love you more to my kids, to my husband, hugs, showing more affection. You know, if something doesn't get done, I don't get upset about it. I don't worry about it. You know, we, we've had some struggles and it's like, I use Andy's mentality of we'll figure it out and not get so worried about it. So I really feel like that's been my 2022 motto so far is, and, and I hope to continue with that because it really truly has changed just kind of my outlook mm. yeah. on things. Yeah. More people need that. Yes. Absolutely. And what do you guys like to do for fun as a family? So as a family, obviously sports. <laughs> um Andy not Andy's not a huge sports person but I'm a sports fanatic my kids are sports fanatics um and we also love to camp we love camping it is just our time to get away with friends we have a great group that we go with friends we relax and it's for me it's my time when I unplug I I don't work, you know, if I work, I work in the morning when people are sleeping because I wake up very early and, um, but other than that, I'm unplugged and it's so refreshing and so good to be just out in nature and to be with people that you enjoy and that are positive. Um, and we enjoy traveling as much as we possibly can. We don't get much of that, but when we can, we... We enjoy doing that. It's very cool. And uh, any bucket list item that you have for yourself or really hope to do in your lifetime? For our 10-year wedding anniversary is to go um, over to Germany. So that is one thing. And um, one thing I'm working on my bucket list is I want to see more states here in um, the U.S. Yeah. So we'd like to do at least one trip a year. I travel quite a bit for for the business, um, but it's always the same place. So I'd like to go other places, yeah. even if it's just for a few days yeah. to experience other places. Wow. Very cool. Well, I thank you so much for opening up with me today and just sharing about what it, your life has, has been. And, you know, you've shared before, like, you feel like everything happens for a reason, you know, and that's really been a part of your journey. And I think people can resonate in knowing that very good things can come from difficult paths or stumbling blocks. And it's just the mentality around it and being able to pursue, pursue over that and to focus on what you feel inside is the right way to go. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it so much, Jennifer. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to the Hardship Journey episode. It would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. 
And I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode. And no matter what comes your way on life's journey, you can make your own hardship journey.